So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Because that's not what's in his heart. You can read a heart. Wow, you really are a PhD. What he said, yes. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Maybe today, just throwing it out there as a possibility. A Trump-free day. I can do it. I'm, I'll sign on any day you want. I'm mm. always pushing the no, the Trump oh, free day. Listen, listen to the virtue signaling. Gay okay, brings up Trump thirty times a day. You hypocrite! I'm I'm willing to sign a piece of paper right now. No Trump the rest of the show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In pen, you Br- gonna sign it? Bring a lawyer and a notary public. All right then. In blood. Wow. A bloody thumbprint. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The baseball pennant races. Have they started? The divisions are coming down to the final month of the season. Battling it out for the few playoff positions. Yeah, I'm starting to pay attention to baseball a little bit. Really? Who are you rooting for? Eh, Cubbies. Mm. Of course. Got Front runner? Los Gigantes? I grew up in Chicago, you moron. Uh, the, the, the Los Gigantes are terrible. Not being a front runner. The is... Dodgers are 50 games over 500. 50? 50. Wow. 
First time since a long time ago I just heard that. You know my stance, not being a front-runner is idiotic. Why would you root for a bad team? I do not get that. Like eating at a bad restaurant. Well, it used to be good, so I still eat there. What? Bandwagoner? (laughs) This used to be a good brand of car, so I still drive it. What? You're a fake driver. (laughs) Why would you do that? Fake fan. My wife, uh, my husband beats me now. He used to be nice, though, so I'll stick with it. What? Loyalty is why. A little word, word called loyalty. And then when they do start winning again, it means so much more. Why don't you just divorce your wife every time she doesn't please you? Flitting from team to team like a whore. There, I said it. If it were, We'll take your calls. If we were back in the day where the players stayed their whole careers, I could sort of buy that. But in the, it's going to be a completely different group of people next year. <laughs> the rent-a-player era. Yeah. yeah, and they don't even know I exist. They hate the town I live in. <laughs> they have houses other places. They can't wait to leave. Right. Anywho, we're going to study the world. Study the world. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's study the world. Study the world. Yeah, study the world. That's what we're going to do. Um, we'll start there by uh, introducing everybody on the squad. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. That's uh, board operator Michelangelo. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing good. I keep hearing about HBO being hacked from uh, you know computer hackers and stuff like that. I gotta admit that I, I first I think it's kind of a bad thing, but then there's a part of me that thinks you know I really wish I could do this. I really wish I had the knowledge to hack into things. I mean, I wouldn't do anything malicious, but I would just love to. Look at things and, you know. I know. As I've said, I wish there was some sort of, like, night class you could take. It's like six weeks long. You go three times a week to learn how just basic hacking. The mm. simplest of hacking. Because, I, as I've said before, I, I, I don't know where to start other than I suppose you get a computer. But I, I, mm. I, past that, I have no idea where to even start to hack something. I'm going to hack into uh, Hilton Hotel. Here go I to, go. I'm on their website, and here I go. I'm going to, go to uh, <laughs> internet.com and then, I don't know, hack, howtohack.com. Start pointing and clicking. Just start stuff. clicking on their website. I'd hack into Sears customer list. It'd be like four or five people, and then I'd call them all. I gotta go to all, click on their cut their uh, contact us. No, I don't see any button for hacking there. <laughs> no, I think you as a hacker is a lot like me as a sprinter. It just it's not a natural fit. I mean, you can work at it. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and it was on this day in history in the year of 1969 that the Woodstock Music Festival concluded mm. and uh, gave the birth to the, uh, the, the hippie stuff. Bunch, and, uh, of dirty, a, bunch of dirty-footed hippies. Get a haircut and a job, you guys. Come on, now. <laughs> Put on your clothes, you trollops. Oh, boy. It was conceived as three days of peace and music mm. and a lot of long hair. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I I get bothered by that stuff because I it was uh it was such a major cultural uh, touchstone you know for for a generation for a for baby boomers and then they they put it on us at least me in high school and college like it was a major important event we should study like freaking World War Two and with some distance it now seems to me none of that crap means really anything it means nothing it was nice you had a music festival it was a great Fantastic. show I don't want to hear another word about it yeah, I mean it's just it's just <laughs> I, I they taught it to me in freaking college, in a class like right. it was hugely important. Mm. It was important to you because you're that age, dude. Right, my professor at the time. Uh, there is. <laughs> That's Joe doing his Jimi Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner at Woodstock. Thank with, you with his mouth. Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing, Joe. It, it really was. was. Thank awesome. you. I'm here yeah. all week. 
Uh, there's Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vincent? I have here the top six real names for everyday objects. For instance, number six is milk is cereal sauce. Mm, I like that. My kids will like that. Number five, water is melted snowman. <laughs> number four, bread is raw toast. Mm. Number three, <laughs> that's pretty raw good. toast. <laughs> Funny. Number three, zebra is a barcode cow. <laughs> Uh, number two, your feet are really floor hands. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. And number one, a fan is a windy, spinny thingy. <laughs> I'm going to share those all with my kids. They'll, they'll really like them. What was that similar listicle we looked at a few months ago about uh, renaming animals? And the uh, porcupine was called a jab rabbit, was it? Or a, <laughs> a right. stab, stab rabbit. Stab rabbit. Stab yeah. Stab rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like raw toast. Uh, yeah. Uh, there is uh, Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, I'm pleased to see my Powerball investment strategy is working better than I could have ever hoped. <laughs> there was no winner in the Powerball lottery last night. Your strategy is, well, it's hard to argue with. Oh, no, it is working. It was $432 million, but since there was no winner, the jackpot is going to be worth more than half a billion dollars oh. on Saturday. Which means my ultimate winnings will be even larger. So it's going to be what? $510 million. Wow, half a billion dollars. Got to look at Powerball investing. It's a lot like a convoluted savings plan in my eyes. <laughs> yes. Convoluted. Yes. <laughs> and that's my attention, though. I could use half a billion. Wow. That's I a lot of money. I got plans. I got ideas. That's Indeed. a lot of money. Indeed. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, what is it now? Thursday, August 17th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin the show officially now, according to the rules of Major League Baseball. Did I mention the pennant races? Well, let's begin at Mark. The studio behind the Hunger Games movies announced that it will be opening a theme park in South Korea dedicated to the films. They're calling it North Korea. <laughs> wow. That's dark. And it's funny, but it's dark. It is. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, breaking down the new poll numbers of the president's performance amidst a new round of Trump Twitter storms. we got a plan to pay Americans to start housing the homeless playing out on the West Coast and the place you should be for the ultimate solar eclipse experience. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, the eclipse thing. I'm starting to get nervous about the uh, the traffic situation. Are you afraid the traffic will eclipse your experience? Uh, it, I think it very well could. I think if a person sat still in traffic for four hours, whatever happens celestially will uh, will uh, just disappear as being mm. worth it. Coming up in Mailbag, an eclipse idea so simple, so brilliant, it blew me away. I like that. Stay with us. Yeah, so nobody's signing on to my Trump Free Thursday. No takers. Boy. It's kind of fun still. I don't know. Okay. Right, how about a Trump light Thursday? Trump light? Yeah. Like, just limit the Trumps. 40% less Trump? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. So he was tweeting today. That'll be in your news. Yep. Coming up on the Armstrong yep. and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show. Glad you're here. A lot of ground to cover. 
different ground than the ground that is covered and recovered and covered again by seems like the entirety of the American media apparatus. You want to know what term I'd rather not even hear again in my life? What's that there? I don't even want to say it. Wow, that's how much you don't want to hear it. I feel like I'm being uh, led around by uh, people with an agenda I don't like. The the fact that they even made this term uh, a household thing. Why don't you write the term down, leave the room, and have Vince say it so you don't hear it? (laughs) Is that the old AR? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Nobody had ever heard the term until it was being used to discredit people during the election. As Sean Hannity said the other day, I'm on the right. I've been on the right my whole life. I'd never even heard the term, but I'm accused of being it. <laughs> right, right. Well, it, it clearly exists. Uh, <clears throat> but I think it's it's such a... Uh, well, we ought to get into this uh, a little more later. Uh, but uh, none other than Noam Chomsky, the uh, the, the great far-left philosopher is claiming that uh, the the Antifa people are a huge gift to the right. Well, there's no doubt about that. Um, kind of a rallying point, et cetera. And, and in the same way, I think the alt-right, their, their like, uh, significance is way, way, way overblown because they're an incredibly convenient bugaboo uh, for the left to point at. Uh, not that there's anything not serious about, you know, neo-Nazis and hate groups and the Klan and stuff like that. It's horrifying. We still have but, this story. Millennials don't like vintage furniture. So we'll I think take we'll your go, calls. Are you a millennial? I'm going to go big on that. How do you feel about vintage furniture? I Call read, now. I read you don't like it. Right. Stand up for yourselves. I'm going to give the phone number. 1-866-331-TALK. God, that's the actual phone number, too. Yeah, what is that? The olden days? I know it. We'll take your calls. And, like, last season's furniture at Ikea is not vintage furniture. Oh, it's not? You you damn youngsters. Talking vintage? Yeah, like. We. Here's a nice note from Jeff in uh, Santa Rosa, California. How Trump should deal with the Nazis. Trump should deal with the Nazis the same way America used to in the past. Hire them at NASA so we can beat the communists to the moon. Wow. You know, Jeff, I don't think knowledge of rocketry is intrinsic to the Nazis. I just think they happen to have some fine scientists back in the day. He says, also, you have the same odds trying to win at rock, paper, scissors as you do trying to lose at rock, paper, scissors. Signs off. KWVBSV. Keep Werner von Braun statues verboten. So, so if you're playing rock, paper, Jeff. scissors and you try to lose, you'll yes. have the same result as if you try to win. Precisely. Okay. Interesting. Precisely. Sounds like a bunch of people who can't do the soul read. Yeah. Sean claims to be able to look into your soul, so he'll guess whether you're going to go rock, paper, or your third option, scissors. At least a 60% accuracy on it. So you just, you look at a person, their body language, are they sweating? I mean, just... Oh, I'll say it's very Sherlock Holmesian. I look at the sort of shoes you're wearing. Is that that an expensive watch you have on? Right. You know, I'm I'm putting together a character profile in an instant. Wow. Like Sherlock Staring into your soul. Like his mind is like a steel trap. All right, moving along. Uh, Don lives in the San Diego area, writes Jack and Joe. My problem with society now is that since I am for free speech and against political violence, I sometimes have to defend Nazis' right to assemble 
and be against a group that claims to be against fascism. Well, I guess that's just the life of a libertarian hated by both sides. Uh, which reminds me of my favorite libertarian slogan, libertarians diligently plotting to take over the world and leave you alone. <laughs> Let's see, moving along. We have so much we could do here. I'm just going to leap a little uh, here, a little there. Ah, uh, Aaron writes, love the segment where Sean played Jack and Joe in rock, paper, scissors. I sense an opportunity for a great expert panel. Rock, paper, scissors panel. Wow. That's really, really, wow. really good idea, Aaron. Thanks for sharing. Hey, Joe. Oh, it's uh, Faggity Natalie from The Ho. Uh, she's a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years from San Jose. Hey, Joe, and she spells my name properly, J-E-A-U-X. I changed that when I was 18 because it's more sophisticated. This morning on the way to work, Jack said he broke down after a year or so and had a donut. I thought this sounded familiar, like I heard him say the exact same sentence recently. Fast forward, I was driving home from work today, listening to your podcast, and there he was, plain as day, Jack. I had a donut for the first time in a year and a half. <laughs> Insert drop of sinister music. Do you have the scary music, Michael? I'm sorry, I should have. Uh... And then do we still have you lie? We're putting this together on the fly. Hey, kids, let's put on a show. You lie. I'll do it. Check the podcast from September 31st of this year. Not a year, nay, not even a month. So how long long ago is that? It's like two and a half weeks. God, you can hide your own Easter eggs. I really, really could. Or donuts. I I was going to say something, but I don't want to correct my boss. I really, really could hide my own Easter egg. The lighter side of memory loss. Ah, that's... That's oh, great. That's God. great. That's hilarious. But oh, uh, let's uh, let's go to the callers. Oh it's, my God! It's Eric in Boise, Idaho. We already have national show. Good morning, Eric. Uh, you're a millennial. How do you feel about vintage furniture? Uh, I am completely offended by it. I find it to be frustrating, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that calling anything vintage is cultural appropriation. Ah. Uh, now, seriously, I liked what it says on the screen. You're millennial, and you're tired of people asking for your opinion. Yeah, it's a funny thing. People call and ask, and hey, you're a, you're a millennial. What do you think? Well, your opinion's stupid. And like, e- e- thanks. All um, right, Eric. Thanks for the call. That's good stuff. That's really really strong. Where's the drop button? There we go. That's, that's, uh, that's why we don't take calls. I can. Uh, <laughs> I kid. That was a there call. is there is quite a what do millennials think about this uh, trend going? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Natalie says she's never listening again because of your lies. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's troubling great. at all. Not uh, troubling at all. Well, the important thing is that while you're troubled, we can laugh. What if I accidentally start another family? <laughs> wow. Not like a pervo duplicitous no. thing. You just forget you have one. You know what? I'd like to I'd like to have kids someday. You know, it's fun. <laughs> time for me to settle down, damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Wow, and you just you drive home after the show every day, kind of randomly, right? Well, go time to go visit my family in suburban heights, or go talk to, to got to go see the wife in suburb west. You just end up uh, where were you yesterday? I don't know. I decide, you know, I'd like to move to the country, and I go buy a ranch somewhere. <laughs> You already live in the country. <laughs> you buy the ranch next door, and you're looking across the fence. That looks familiar. That gal looks familiar. <laughs> that gal uh, feeding the goats. Be damned. 
Somebody uh, I used to know. As Michael said, the lighter side of memory loss. Oh, boy. Uh, here's a nice uh, note from Alan, Hawaii. I think it's uh, Alan. Yeah. Uh, guys, the the day Elvis died, my girlfriend, this is, a, this is a blast from the past. If you don't like vintage furniture, you're not going to like this email. My girlfriend and I that night had tickets to see Frank Sinatra at an outdoor theater in Wisconsin the day Elvis died. I'll bet that was Alpine Valley. Went to many fine shows myself there. Two things stick out about that night. When Frank acknowledged the death of Elvis, he said, they, they call me the... I can't do Frank Sinatra. They call me the chairman of the board. Ow! But Elvis was the king. And he sang My Way, which Frank originally did and Elvis covered. And he would have done anyway. Interesting. The second thing that stick, sticks out, the opening act before Frank, take one guess. Comedian. Opening for Frank, 1977. 1977. David Brenner. <laughs> Milton freaking Burl. Wow. Really? Yes. Wow. He was unbelievable. Made Don Rickles sound tame. It was hilarious. Wow. Also, Al and his wife lived on Guam for eight and a half years and loved it. It's a beautiful place. Awesome. This is my every year Virgil. <laughs> for Elvis. <laughs> this message brought to you by the Guam Chamber of Commerce. I don't know why I heard My Way the other day. Oh, I know why, because he sings My Way in the uh, in the movie Sing, the cartoon movie Sing that my kids like. The, the, oh. the I think it's actually Seth MacFarlane. Anyway, um, sings uh, My Way in the crooner style, and I was listening to the lyrics really for the first time ever. That's an incredibly, incredibly selfish song. Why is it selfish? Boy, I was selfish when Arnold sang it. Why, why, why is it held up as as something to be proud of? It's about, I, you know, everybody's mad at me. I look back over my life. I made a lot of people mad. I did a lot of things that were, uh, you know, selfish. But, but I did I did it my way. I look back at my life. I think I did everything the way I wanted to do, no matter who I hurt. Really? That's what it sounds like to me. I don't think so. I think that's what the song is. Well, let's a- analyze the lyrics to my way after taking a few more calls about millennials' attitudes toward vintage <laughs> furniture. And then finally this, because I promised it. It's from uh, Try. Try? Is that how you'd pronounce Try? Try? He's of Vietnamese heritage, uh, I'm guessing by his last name. Hey, Jack, you should cancel your current plan for the eclipse. No. Instead, book a flight to Disney World that takes off about an hour before the eclipse takes place. This way, you and your boy can enjoy the eclipse on the airplane, guaranteed to be free of clouds up above them. Afterwards, you can enjoy the day at Disney, Disney World. That's an angle I had not heard anybody bring up. What about people who are in the air during the eclipse? They're doomed. And <laughs> the <laughs> planes are expected to plunge out of the air. It'd be a hard thing to plan, but if you were on a plane in the uh, zone of totality during the flight, that'd or be even pretty the cool. zone of partiality. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow, that is tempting. I could just leave it like an hour early, jump on a plane, yeah. fly somewhere, Toronto. make sure I'm on the right side of the plane. I mean, obviously, you'd want to do a little research on that, but uh, maybe to Guam, fly to Guam. Guam's pretty go. this time That's of year. That's what we hear. Very oceanic. Jack, has it been 11 years since you had a drink or 11 days? Are you sure? It's <laughs> a good question. The end is near. So uh, Marshall's got so his I news coming up, and we'll get into all that. I guess. I remember his newscast, his tease, being very, very good. There was a bunch oh, yes. of stories I was interested in. Oh, yeah, new Trump tweets. I'll say it clear. Millennials and, dare I say it, vintage furniture. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've lived. 
so much, so much, so much. Good texts we'll get to in a little bit, but first the news and Marsha Phillips. Reaction to his reaction. Tuesday, President Trump saying he believed both sides were to blame for the violence in Charlottesville, white supremacists and counter-protesters. But according to a CBS News poll just released this morning, 55% of Americans do not agree with that. Jennifer uh, DePinto is the deputy director of surveys. Members of his own party, Republicans, 68% think uh, Trump's description of who is to blame was accurate. However, most Democrats disagree, as do more than half of independents. So that's how that poll breaks down amongst the various groups. Meanwhile, the president is blasting the media in South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham over criticism about the president's comments about Charlottesville. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader with the blast. The public is learning even more so how dishonest the fake news is. They totally misrepresent what I say about hate, bigotry, etc. Shame! He goes on, publicity-seeking Lindsey Graham falsely stated that I said there is moral equivalency between the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and people like Miss Heyer. Such a disgusting lie. He just can't forget his election trouncing. The people of South Carolina will remember! Wow, a threat to Lindsey Graham. So is that what Lindsey said, though? Because that is mischaracterizing what Trump said. I think. Um, he was talking about moral equivalencies going between back and the forth. girl that died and the KKK. Between, I don't think that Trump... between, between the uh, the uh, KKK and the uh, and the uh, demonstrators, the two groups. He was, I he think was... there is moral equivalency yeah. between the KKK and the Antifa people. Mm-hmm. I think there absolutely is. I think the K- the Antifa people are the same sort of people. They're willing to b- beat down anyone in the name of their viewpoint. I think that's what Trump was saying. Of course, you have to guess because he says things in a clumsy fashion. And Trump is weighing in on the removal of Confederate statues and monuments once again, Vincent Nicholas. Sad to see the history and culture of our great country being ripped apart with the removal of our beautiful statues and monuments. You can't change history, but you can learn from it. Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Who's next? Washington? Jefferson? So foolish! Also, the beauty that is being taken out of our cities, towns, and parks will be greatly missed and never able to be comparably replaced. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard the argument that um, if we have a discussion about this and put it to a vote and the local people decide they want to take it down, fine. But groups taking it down in the middle of the night without discussion or, or a majority approval of it, that's something different. It, it is, and it's troubling. Even if you agree with the, the decision, there's something remarkably undemocratic about it. I, I, you know, it's another one of those, where does it stop? If, if, if mobs can decide what, uh, what's correct and what's not in the middle of the night, as I heard someone <laughs> say, it starts with statues, it moves to books, and then it's people. Mm, yeah, I think that's really well said. And hey, it, it, it may be that it's exactly the sort of thing that should not be a majority decision. You can't have 30% of the population horrifically offended by something that, that, that reminds them of, say, the enslavement of their race. But that's a discussion that has to be had in the open. Because that legitimizes it. So what do you, what do? You do? A you would... secret court that comes up with the right verdict is still a troubling thing. So what would you do? Run it through the court system? Oh, Somebody, uh, I don't know what your standing would be, but... Uh... I think you'd have public meetings. You'd have testimony. You'd have people uh, speaking their piece. And then you openly vote on the city council. And they did it to avoid problems. They didn't want right. to demonstrations and violence and the rest of it. But 
Mm, I don't know. Sometimes you have to put up with the, uh, the side effects, the exhaust, if you will, of democracy uh, to do it properly. Homelessness along the West Coast soaring these days. And the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors has now approved a pilot program offering money to homeowners to build a second building on their property to house homeless families. People living in unincorporated areas get $75,000 to build a second home, while others could get $50,000 to upgrade an existing home. So I can get seventy five dollars to build like a, a, a hobo bunkhouse. A second dwelling is the way they in put it. In my backyard. Yeah. So uh, the same area of the world where they are, they're anti-Airbnb. Like, I can't have a family from the other side of the country come rent a room in my house, right. that would be, there's all kinds of uh, legal problems with that. But I can have homeless people live there. Right. You can build a, a building for homeless people. Because that won't bother your neighbors. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pilot program. They're going to, you know, uh, try it out. Oh, and one last note. Yes, fans, Bonnie Tyler will sing her hit Total Eclipse of the Heart during the eclipse. For whom? The 80s <laughs> pop star is going to be on board the Royal Caribbean's Total Eclipse cruise during Monday's yes! event. How awesome. The ocean liner will be right in the path of the oh, eclipse totality. Oh, I wish a, I'd done that. What a freaking party. So you're on a boat, yep. boozing it up, listening yep. to Bonnie Tyler sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. As That's a good during time. During the eclipse. That's that's a good time right there. That's a mind death. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Unlike Tyler's hit song, the actual Total Eclipse only lasts for about two minutes. Her song goes for five minutes, but, you know, mm. you start early and you Come go through on, it. Come on, you're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. <laughs> Cut out. Hey, by, by, back to the, uh, the, the homeless building yeah. in my backyard thing. Right. Two words for anybody, especially in the Sacramento area. Dorothea Puente ran a boarding house for oldsters (laughs) in which she'd snuff them, bury them in the backyard, then cash their social security checks for years. And you think this this is going to run rampant? Well, I think it might. Okay. I'm not sure that's a problem. You got got a bunch of people who are barely functional, and and you you build a bunkhouse for them in your backyard. (laughs) And so, hey, anybody seen old Hal? Yeah, yeah, he said he was leaving. Yeah, that's what he did. He said he was going back to see his family back east. And then, you know, his uh, checks keep a-coming. I just can't believe it's against uh, the law to have a a couple from Indiana stay in my house. Right. Because it's an illegal hotel, but it's okay to have a a homeless camp in my backyard. Yep. In any neighborhood I want. That's interesting. That's wrapped at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West. Let's play the whole thing. Turn around. Do I face forward? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have to know the rules. You have to know the rules. It's like the hokey pokey, but more maudlin. <laughs> she starts so slow and calm, you'd never know she's going to be screaming at you in about three minutes. Just screaming at you like she's gone crazy. <laughs> when I was grabbing the, the sound clip that we use for when we talk about the eclipse, the music video for this is so 1980s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is like peak 1980s music yeah. video. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And uh, and it seemed normal at the time, which is troubling. Uh, more on, there's already a move to take George Washington down from uh, something in Chicago. No, and you should have heard what Al Sharpton said. Oi. Plus, Steve Bannon with his Scaramucci interview. Yeah. Sort of. So stay tuned. Thought it was for- off the record. What he said will shock you. Some more of that coming up.
Why are you screaming at me? You're kind of scaring me there, Bonnie. She's not even getting ready oh, to scream, though. Does she have, a, like, a knife in her hand and blood all over her when she's screaming? I've never seen the video. The rabbit's in the pot. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Powder keg safety. <laughs> so that's total eclipse of the heart. Not a total eclipse of the sun. And this, for some reason, everybody's playing the song. We did it. It wasn't an original idea, but it's caused us all to revisit the song. And as Sean mentioned, revisit the great video of the 80s. 303 million views. Of the video on of YouTube? the video, yes. Wow. It's unbelievable. So I'm watching the video, and it kind of it starts it starts like some sort of like really overblown uh, romance novel gothic dreamscape it's thingy. Got, it's got more candelabras in it than Dracula's house. I right. noticed it's, I know it's really windy in there. They should have closed the door. Oh, there's a dove flying in the door, Aaron. Bonnie's contemplating that, just looking out the window. And there's candelabras are swinging, as Sean mentions. And the, and the full moon's shining at her. And then there's bottles of perfume. She's still contemplative. Really, really contemplative. But now things get interesting. The door's open. There's some fellow walking in. Look, he's got his head down. I wonder why. She glances over at him. He looks out. He's got glowing eyes. Glowing eyes? Bright eyes. She looks back at his glowing eyes and thinks, well, what the hell? He's pretty good looking. Oh, look at all those doors flying open. Wonder what's behind them. Here's door number one. It's a bunch of student-looking boys. Oh, a wind hits them, and it's all windy in the classroom. But that's all. So she walks along. Oh, there's another door. I bet something crazy is there. Oh, it's an angel boy. Wait, what's he doing? He's hurling a bird at me. Ow! That's a dove. Oh. Now there's a bunch of naked swimmer boys. They get splashed by water in the net ends. Oh, here's some kung fu guys. They're like ninjas, and they're spinning and kicking, and then that's over. Oh, now she's looking more candelabras. Oh, there's some fellers at a dinner party. They're raising their glasses in a toast, and she's singing at them. Here's Dabani singing at them, they say. Now she's walking through the giant house. Oh, a couple of guys are fencing. Why? Well, Nobody fencing knows. Anymore. There's some gymnasts. But they're not. They're now. They're done. <laughs> I don't even know what those guys were doing. So oh, more fencing. <laughs> so when you're coming up with an idea for a video like that back in the day, what mm. uh, was everybody laughing or was everybody serious? I don't know. It, it to describe. Oh, there's a bunch of like biker looking dudes slapping their fists together and dancing like uh, of the quality in my high school plays. Yeah, like walking up the stairs in unison, awkwardly clapping, looking like they're extras from Greece. Yeah, yeah. So, it, w- it would still be funny if the song was still playing, by it, the way. It, I don't. What happened? It proves my point that art is stupid. <laughs> art is stupid. Certainly that art is stupid. On the other hand, if I could produce a video, any video, any subject matter, any production value, anything that was seen over 300 million times right. and could collect the advertising revenue from that? Yeah. That'd be a lot of money. Please. Yeah, no kidding. That is uh, nonsensical. It's, it's hilarious, though. 
So Should uh, we have a link at armstrongandgettyradio.com for people who don't know how the internet works? Why not? Put a little more money in Bonnie Tyler's pocket. Yeah, sure. Nice, nice gal, by all accounts. It's not her fault the video's stupid. Um, so it took, uh, didn't even take a day. So the president asked, where does it end? Taking down these Confederate statues. Well, it took a day. So you got this bishop in Chicago who wrote a letter to Rahm Emanuel, uh, open letter, and it's getting a lot of attention, calling for them to change the names of Washington and Jackson Park in Chicago. Slave owners do not deserve the honor of our children playing in parks named after them. There's no way a Native American community would allow a General Custer Park or a Jewish community allow a Gestapo Park in their community. Um. I'm a feeling, uh, people commenting on how they are uncomfortable with their kids playing at the park named after slaveholders, blah, blah, blah. So we're we're already there quite quickly to uh, a guy who used to be referred to anyway as the father of our country. And how do you how do you make the argument against changing the name on that park? Well, versus the other Confederate stuff. Washington and Jackson is not combo for one thing. Well, Jackson, I suppose you could make an argument. Washington, you just can't. You can't. Well, you can make an argument, but it's a bad one. Meanwhile, the uh, great con man, liar, hypocrite, and inexplicable uh, media figure Al Sharpton said we got to defend the Jefferson Memorial. He did? Yes. We'll have his stupid, stupid words coming up. But he's for defending the Jefferson Memorial. Defunding it. Oh, defunding. I thought you said defend. Uh-uh. No, he wants, so he does want to get rid of that stuff. Yep. Holy Signoy, cow. Weaver. Well, it's on then. That didn't take long. <sighs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 